By the end of the 15 days, on average, for people whose cholesterol was over 200, the average drop is 50 points. And the average weight loss for people whose BMI is over 25 is six pounds. We had people lose up to 20 pounds who were very overweight. All this by you know losing weight, going on a whole food plant-based diet. Very dramatic what can happen in 15 days. And welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for giving the show a listen, or a view, or a download. Wherever it is in the world that you are, we appreciate the fact that you are here. On the show today is Dr. Veggie, also known as the high-tech doctor with low-tech solutions. You may know him better, though, as Dr. Ted Barnett. He's here to answer an interesting question, and that is, just how much can your health change in just 15 days? Think about that. How much can one person's health change in just over two weeks? We often think that changing our health, losing weight, getting healthy is just this big, impossible task. But Dr. Ted Barnett has developed a program where in just 15 days, not only can you change your health, but you can change the outlook that you have on your future. Interesting conversation coming your way with Dr. Veggie. And then also on the show today is a gentleman who knows that indeed change is possible. He is another gentleman, a guy, a friend of mine, who also once weighed 420 pounds, was a couch potato, eating everything under the sun with that standard American diet. And then he winds up on the cover of Runner's World magazine. Now, there is obviously a lot in between point A and point B there. But the fact of the matter is that Josh Lajani is one of the most inspiring stories you will ever hear on this show. Loses an incredible amount of weight. Goes from being unable to run up a flight of stairs, essentially, to running marathon after marathon and capturing the national spotlight. But not just as a weight loss success, but as a bona fide athlete. So he's here today to share his story with you and how now he is also inspiring his family to follow suit. And I will tell you this without giving too much away. The Lajani family, they are a crew to keep an eye on. Just incredible, incredible transformations coming your way in just a minute. But first, again, ask yourself the question, how much can your health change in just 15 days? Well, we're about to find out with Dr. Ted Barnett. (music) 
Cruising right along here on the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee with the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. My next guest, you may know as Dr. Veggie. You may also know him as the high-tech doctor with low-tech solutions. I know him as the president of the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute. He's the founder and CEO also of the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Group. With that, we welcome Dr. Ted Barnett to the show. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I always get so excited when I have somebody with such a cool name on the show. Barnett is great. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But Dr. Okay. Veggie, like that is just fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we can go in the parking lot. I can show you my license plate, which happens to be the same. The, so, oh, that is epic. I bet you get yeah. quite a few honks at red lights, don't you? Yeah, but I have no idea why they're honking. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Well, the reason that I wanted to have you on is because uh, not only are you a speaker at the upcoming International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine, but right. you're running this incredible 15-day whole food plant-based jumpstart program up there right. in Rochester. And I think so many people, Dr. Barnett, they feel like they're just, they're trapped and there's nothing they can do to improve their health. You know, they, you just get so boxed in, in this unhealthy environment. But in 15 days, if somebody commits to this jumpstart, how much improvement can somebody see? Yeah, well, it's, uh, thanks for asking. So we've been running this for about two years now. Almost 500 people have gone through the program. Uh, and until COVID-19 hit, we were doing it in our office with about 24 people at a time. And it's completely medically supervised, which I think is really important. If you're going to change the medical system, you have to be able to have numbers and prove to people. So uh, on day number one, we would have people get a finger stick uh, and give them their lipid panel and their blood sugar. And then they would go through the program, and on day 15, we would do another finger stick and give them the results. And during those 15 days, we'd expect them to be on a, a very low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet, or a VLF, WF, PBD, uh, basically a Dr. Caldwell-Esselstyn-style diet. Uh, and by the end of the 15 days, on average, for people whose cholesterol was over 200, the average drop is 50 points. And the average weight loss for people whose BMI is over uh, 25 was six pounds in the two weeks. We had people lose up to 20 pounds who were very overweight or obese, you know, morbidly obese. And, uh, which we don't really want people to lose weight that quickly in general. We want them to, you know, lose a couple of pounds a week for a year is perfect. Right. Um, but, uh, the results have been very dramatic. We had one patient who was, uh, hemoglobin A1C was 13.6, which means his, uh, very, you know, so severely diabetic, uh, and um, he uh, was not on any medication. His doctors were all, you know, very concerned, obviously. He said, you got to go on medicine. He said, I want to try this first. He went through our program. Within three months, his hemoglobin A1C was 6.0, which uh, basically is almost normal, and uh, his current hemoglobin A1C is now 5.4, and so when he gets tested by, or seen by his doctor, he doesn't really have a diagnosis of diabetes anymore. So all this by, you know, losing weight, going on a whole food plant-based diet. Uh, and it's just very dramatic what can happen in 15 days. And we find it very motivating. Um, so, you know, we've been doing this now for over two years. But when COVID-19 hit, we had to take it on the, uh, I would say take it on the road, but actually we took it on Zoom. And so now we're uh, running them uh, through Zoom. We're in the middle of our third one now. And, of course, the cool thing is you don't have to be from Rochester, New York anymore to do the program. Uh, initially, we were going to be licensing it to doctors around the country to run in their own offices, but now we run it from our own office using Zoom. And uh, we're, the current uh, pro program, there's people from uh, 
13 states plus Calgary, Alberta. So we've gone kind of international if you count Canada. And uh, yeah, it's working out really well. It's very exciting. So yeah, going oh, well. Canada, Canada definitely counts. Let me ask you, okay. I would imagine, especially with, with um, the, the morbidly obese patients whom you've been working with, having been a right. former morbidly obese gentleman myself, I know right. that this probably is not their first step on the diet train. They've probably tried and failed on countless other uh, diets right. before. How do you deal with the skepticism that they may be bringing with them and saying, hey, this is different from any of the gimmicky stuff that you've tried in the past? Right. So great question. Um, so there's two aspects to it. One is uh, we don't talk about it as a diet. We talk about it as a lifestyle. This is not something to lose weight with in the short term. This is to lose weight over the long term and to get healthy. Uh, the other is we uh, basically say, look, we're only asking you to do this for 15 days, two weeks. You're a grown-up. You can do anything for two weeks. And we're very emphatic about this is not a gradual change. You know, there are some people who advocate that and some programs that do that, and I think that may work for some people. Uh, we find that the, 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 the abrupt change uh, is very compelling to a lot of people. And, and the, the other part of what we advocate is we don't want you to be hungry, right? We tell people, if you're hungry, you got to eat. That's not like your typical diet. Uh, so we're not counting calories. We're uh, not uh, measuring portion sizes. We're just asking people to eat the right food and all you want of the right food. And when they, after a couple of weeks, when they do that, and, uh, and they realize, gee, this isn't so bad, then I think they're more persuaded and they want to you know, stick with it because they're so excited about their numbers, uh, you know, as far as their lab values and, and as far as their weight goes. So, yeah. Why do you think it is that some people do so much better when they just do a cannonball off the deep end into the pool of health compared to doing that gradual transition as you were talking about? Me, I'm very much a cannonball kind of a guy. When I quit smoking, sure. it was cannonball style. Uh, when okay. I finally lost the weight and kept it off, cannonball style. Um, okay. So what, what is kind of the psychology or the science behind why that works better than just sure. tapering off these unhealthy foods? Yeah, so that, that's interesting. So I've never anybody heard anybody use the term cannonball for the style, but uh, that's certainly my diving style since I can't really dive. I don't know about your <laughs> diving style. That's mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I like those big waves. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Got to make a yeah, splash. Yeah. Got to make a big splash. But um, that's a really interesting question. Um, one of the things we talk about in depth in the program, and the program really it, it meets Saturday, the first Saturday and the first Sunday for two hours. Now that we're talking about the we're talking about the video version now, the Zoom version. It used to be four hours in our office, but now it's uh, so basically the first Saturday, the second, uh, the first Saturday, the first Sunday, the second Saturday we have a virtual potluck, which is actually a lot of fun, and then the uh, the third Saturday is another two hours of get together. And during that time, we talk about something called self determination theory. SDT and self-determination theory was actually developed right here in Rochester, New York. So um, we're very proud of that. Uh, and the, there's three components to self-determination theory. Uh, and they are, I better get this right because this is what I teach all the time. Okay. They are autonomy, competence, and relatedness. And so autonomy means you're on, you know, you're an independent person. Nobody's forcing you to do this. You're here uh, because you want to be, or at least you've agreed to be here, you may have, your arm may have been twisted by your spouse or your doctor, but you're basically an autonomous human being. Uh, the um, second one is competence. So we teach you how to do this. We teach people how to eat the food. Uh, and then the relatedness is we're here to support you. Uh, we're here 
your, your family's here to support you. So you're related to all these things. And we also bring in other related things, like you're really being, this is good for the environment. This is good for the animals. You bring all that relatedness stuff in. Now you're, it didn't exactly answer your question. Your question was really about why do it all at once. So really, once people understand that part of it, and then they realize that they can do it all at once, my opinion is if you'd make little changes, you're not going to see very big results. You know, eventually you'll see results. If you could, you could, you could do the whole thing over a year, and eventually you'll get there. But it's kind of annoying, right? You make these little changes uh, in your diet or your lifestyle, you're not going to see very dramatic changes in how you feel or what your uh, lab values are doing. And so you can easily kind of you know, wander off the path because it's kind of annoying and not much is happening. What we do is say, look, try this for two weeks. We kind of make it exciting. I like to uh, compare it to going on a, uh, a nature tour. You know, with uh, you, you go into the Galapagos Islands and you're going to be with the 20 other people or 30 other people on this trip. And you have a tour guide. We have a facilitator and you have a provider who's there going with you who's like an interpretive guide who's telling you what the animals are that you're seeing and um, or the natural sites. And you're part of this group and they're all there to support you. Uh, we're there to support you. And it's kind of this adventure. You know, we're not asking you to like watch nature shows on TV. We're asking you to actually take the trip and go there. So I think yeah. really a big part of that that stood out to me is the fact that you were saying that you actually teach people how to eat. And that takes out so much of the ambiguity of the previous mm-hmm diets that they've been on, which always says, well, just eat better and exercise more. But what does it mean to eat better? There's very rarely a specific definition on that. So as you're saying, give them the tools, that knowledge that they need to succeed. And that goes so much of a long way, proving to them that they Mm -hmm. can do it. The other component to that is, and I, I argue this extensively, is that especially with your more overweight patients, your morbidly Mm -hmm. obese patients, I believe that there Mm -hmm. is that food addiction factor in there. Mm -hmm. And you would never tell, you know, an alcoholic to just taper off with the whiskey. No, like stop drinking and stop drinking today. You need to treat unhealthy foods in the same fashion. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, there's many, many reasons in my opinion to do it. And I'm assuming is that kind of how you did it? Oh yeah. 100% night, night and yeah. day, you know, it's yeah. like yeah. one day I was at Taco Bell. The next day Taco Bell was the enemy. <laughs> right. Okay. See, to me, someone like you is the expert. Like we have, uh, you know, you, cause you've done it right. And yeah. who am I to say, I mean, I've, I've never had a weight problem. Uh, you know, it's all my life. It's been basically, I could eat what I want. I mean, I made dietary changes for different reasons. Uh, back in 1991, actually, after reading the work of Dr. Ornish, I just thought, well, it's, it, this, is, uh, this makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, we have our, our, our main facilitator, our actually communications director, Robert Frankie, in our organization. He is similar to you. He's lost over 115 pounds uh, on a whole food plant-based diet, did it pretty quickly. And I consider him to be an expert. So when some, one of our patients says, you know, I'm having trouble coping with this or dealing with this one aspect of it, what, what should I do? I'm very happy when he's there to answer a question, like, because he's done it, I haven't. Uh, I have experience of watching people do it, but I just love having people around who have been successful and can explain, you know, can help other people along the path. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Everybody's learning then. I mean, that's just one big educational program for patients and right. doctors alike. That's fantastic. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's a lot of, it's really fun. So I love doing that. 
So you are up in Rochester, New York right now, and New York City uh, was, I mean, just absolutely ravaged by COVID-19. You're not in the city, but definitely in New York State. How have you been, you know, kind of coping with that and talking to your patients about not necessarily boosting the immune system, but how a whole food plant-based diet can reduce the risk of the comorbidities that can really increase the risk of severe COVID-19 cases? Right. Well, of course, so, you know, um, Eric Adams, the Brooklyn Borough president, put out that video uh, with 51 doctors uh, all doing little parts of the script. I don't know if you saw that, but I was one of the doctors on that. And basically what he's talking about, uh, what we were all talking about, is that uh, it's true that um, these comorbidities, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, uh, are associated with much worse outcomes if you do catch the virus. And, you know, we don't want people to have those bad outcomes. Um, So we know that a whole food plant-based diet is really perfectly suited for... um, reversing and controlling those those comorbidities. So we know it helps with diabetes, we know it helps with hypertension and obesity and um, diabetes, all those things that are associated with a poor outcome of uh, COVID-19 are things that the whole food plant-based diet addresses directly. So it's very exciting to us and of course I think very important for patient survival to to learn these techniques uh, that will reduce their their risk. Um, You know Obviously, we've had to make other changes in our programs. We had to go completely Zoom-based. and uh, We're not seeing patients in our office. So doctors around the country are, are learning how to use telemedicine, and we're finding that patients really enjoy that. We actually do telemedicine now uh, in several states um, because we can, right? And we're, wherever we're licensed, we can do it because, hey, you can make a Zoom call. Or we use an electronic health record that has a built-in uh, you know, video conferencing system, so it's all HIPAA-compliant. But going back to your original question about uh, how important it is to address these comorbidities, it just, you're just absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, Dr. David Katz talks about how um, the timeline has, timeline has been compressed. So these are all diseases that will kill you eventually, make your life worse, certainly. You know, diabetes, hypertension, uh, heart disease, right? They're all terrible things, but, but they, it takes a long time, right? But now, when you had COVID-19, now we have a sense of urgency because you're not going to, you know, uh, you actually could be, you know, severely harmed in the short term, time, in the short term for a change, as opposed to thinking about these chronic illnesses. Well, I'll deal with it when I, you know, I, you know, in the next few years. No, you really should deal with it now because if you, God forbid, catch coronavirus, you're seriously at risk. So it, it has compressed the timeline and makes I think that it makes it uh, gives people a sense of urgency, which if it makes them behave better, is great as far as I'm concerned. Some motivation, if nothing else. I would imagine that uh, quite a few people who've uh, enrolled now in the recent 15-day programs uh, have had this concern themselves. Yeah, yeah, for for sure, absolutely. So let's uh, let's talk about. I want to bring some more inspiration to the table. Everybody, you know, they're just they're still feeling so stressed. You've got the caseload rising in so many parts of the country right now. People are feeling stressed out. Let's bring some more inspiration. You mentioned the person in your program who had this amazing transformation. Uh, they had diabetes. The A1C was just through the roof. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some other examples of people who have gone through the program and just seen some just remarkable turnarounds? Sure, sure. So we've had you know patients who have you know it takes them a little longer who've obviously lost an incredible amount of weight. 
uh, we've had patients who have um, lo- the, the cholesterol was never able to, co- to get under control for years. And you go through the program and all of a sudden, hmm, I guess I don't need to be on my statin anymore. And that happens very, you know, very commonly. We see this all the time. Um, and, you know, uh, it's interesting because we get a fair number of people who have been vegan. And um, they're wondering why they're still not healthy. They you know, had to get a cardiac stent or whatever. Well, there's vegan and there's vegan. And I like to talk about the big circle, which is vegan. And then there's a little healthy vegan inside that big circle, which is a whole food plant-based. So they're both infinite circles. So there's still an inf- almost infinite amount of food you can eat on a, a healthy vegan diet. But you got to stick with the healthy aspect. You know, you want to stay away from all the processed vegan food. You want to uh, avoid oils. And we basically teach oil-free. Uh, which I think is important. I know there's some argument about that in the uh, out in the Twitter sphere, and uh, but I just think it makes it really simple. Uh, and Dr. Esselstyn, who's been advocating this now for you know decades, has had great success with his patients. So um, you asked me about um, you know success stories. There have been so many success stories. I mean, honestly, some of the nicest successes are people's who people who were depressed and they just and their mood is elevated, and they just say, you know, I just feel better. And my joints mm. feel better, and my heart and my heartburn has gone away, and I'm just feeling like a new person. That to me is is kind of, in a way, more dramatic than any of these number changes. Because really, what's the point of life if you have great numbers but you're miserable, right? Uh, we want you to be really happy, and have great numbers. So that's kind of our, you know, that's the goal here. And I mean, we have countless patients. We have um, uh, testimonials on our website, but you know. How many times after a while, you know, oh, yeah, another person dropped, dropped their cholesterol 70, 80 points. Yeah, we're heard about that. I mean, what's our record for cholesterol drop? The record is uh, 150 points for a cholesterol Ooh, drop. Two, that's pretty yeah, good. From 299 to 149. Yeah, that was a patient in uh, uh, renal failure, chronic, kid, or chronic kidney disease, I should say. Uh, and she dropped 150 points in two weeks. Didn't know that could happen. Uh, we've had, right, we've had several people like that. In yeah, two so, weeks, went through the 15-day program and saw that yeah. kind of a change. Holy yeah. Moses. Right. So, you know, one of the interesting things is, uh, and I mentioned that patient had chronic kidney disease. So the nephrologists are really interested in this because nephrologists are all afraid of chronic of potassium, right? Because one of the things that happens when you go into chronic kidney, uh, your kidneys start not functioning very well is your potassium level can rise and it can reach dangerous levels. And since vegetables have all this potassium, they're worried. Well, I can't put on a plant-based diet because their potassium is going to go through the roof. Well, we actually have a grant from the University of Rochester to randomize uh, 40 patients. 20 are going to go through the program and 20 are going to be in the control group. But we already know from practical experience that people who have chronic kidney disease go through our program and their potassium is don't change. They don't go through this. They usually improve because their kidney function improves, right? So you stop putting animal products, you know, meat uh, and, and uh, animal protein through your body, and then your uh, kidneys have to deal with that. It, that tends to harm renal function. You take that stuff, take that away. Renal function improves. They, you know, uh, GFR goes up. They're ha- they're able to handle the potassium. So it's really not an issue. Um, but um, yeah, I got off the track there. I'm talking about chronic kidneys. I mean, there's so many people who benefit from eating this way because it's what your body's designed to eat. You know, one of the things that always is striking to me. It's like, you know, almost no matter what the question is, the answer is the same. It's like, okay, you know, whole food, plant-based diet. Well, when we were in medical school, depending on what the disease was you were talking about, 
it wasn't, uh, it was a different medication for every disease. If you had diabetes, it was one medication. Heart disease, another medication. Uh, you know, kidney failure, a different medication. Well, so it, you have to get used to the idea, well, why is the answer always the same? Well, the answer is because the causes are pretty much always the same. The cause was the diet, the crummy standard American diet. You take people off this diet, put them on a healthy plant-based diet, and now all these conditions get better. And, and, and so we're all kind of getting used to the idea that the answer is usually the same, no matter what the question is in terms of these, obviously not 100%, people with autoimmune disease, they need different medications. But even some people with autoimmune uh, conditions have an incredible response to going on a whole food plant-based diet. Not everybody, it's not the same kind of slam dunk. You know, I mean, uh, you've heard of uh, uh, metabolic syndrome, which is you know, sure. heart disease, hyper, of course, you know, um, obesity, hi heart disease, hi hypertension. Uh, this is ideally suited for any of those metabolic syndrome-related issues, which is most of the chronic illness in this country. So, you know, things like, yeah. All right, go ahead. Final question before I let you go here, because yeah. I know you got to sure. get back to it. Um, is yeah. with uh, the program shifting into the digital space now, no longer meeting in person, are you finding people yeah. are still able to adhere to it, keep up with it, be as enthusiastic about it without those in-person meetings? So that's really interesting. Uh, you know, it's, I think we've only been doing it now for three months uh, this way, and it's a little hard to know. But I would say in some ways it's easier. And I think people seem to be sticking with it. For one thing, a lot of people are home and they're looking for things to do. They're looking for, you know, they're not stuck in these old patterns. Uh, so um, I think that's really uh, conducive to making changes because, you know, I've been, I got to change anyway. My patterns are different now, uh, right? So we're finding a fair amount of enthusiasm. I'm finding it's interesting to communicate on Zoom. Uh, I love looking at this, the grid with, you know, the, the uh, what's it called? The, uh, uh, What's all the little, this little squares? They have a gallery, the gallery view, right? When you're looking at everybody, so you know it's six by six by seven, or you got whatever, how many people are up there, and you can just watch everybody's expressions, and it's so interesting. You can see when people are kind of something's clicking in their head, or when they have a question. So I find um, it's different. It's not the same as having people in our office. There's not that same kind of excitement as people are coming in and getting their finger sticks, but it's a different kind of excitement, and in some ways, I think it's maybe even you know, more useful in other ways. So. Yeah, I'm excited about it. In fact, we're so excited. We're, we're actually turning it into a, a, a CME program. It's not accredited yet, but by August, doctors should be able to go through our Jumpstart uh, and get credit for doing the Jumpstart, as well as doing some, uh, um, uh, we, we have lectures that we have from other programs that we're incorporating into that. So it should be a, like a complete training program. Bring along a few patients so you can see how they're doing in the program. Learn that the doctors can see this for themselves and learn how to do it. And we're there to show how it's done. And then they can go do it, do it themselves. So, All right, yeah, the, question, the question everybody's wondering right now is, well, how do I sign up? What's the web address? Oh, so uh, if you just Google Rochester Lifestyle Medicine, uh, you'll find it. But it's actually rocklifemed, R-O-C-L-I-F-E-M-E-D.com. But just Google Rochester Lifestyle Medicine. You'll find us. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to see people from everywhere now. And we'll make it even easier. We'll drop that uh, web address in the episode notes. All you need to do if you're okay. listening on Apple Podcasts is scroll right on down and, boom, hit that. 
one-stop shop will get you taken care of right there. And uh, Dr. Barnett, can't wait to see you at the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine. Digitally speaking, we're online this year as well. That is August 6th through 8th, and you can head over to pcrm.org slash ICNM to reserve your spot today. Dr. Veggie, the high-tech doctor with low-tech solutions. Dr. Ted Barnett, you are the man. Appreciate you taking the time, sir. Appreciate you having me here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. As promised, if you want to register for Dr. Barnett's 15-day program, all you need to do is scroll right on down in those episode notes and click the link right off to his website and register. And by the by, you can also find a link to register to see him speak at ICNM coming up August 6th through 8th. And let me tell you about the lineup of speakers there because it is truly going to be an extraordinary three days of who is who in the nutrition community. Obviously, we are doing this all online this year for the very first time, but nonetheless, this is going to be an incredible three days of education, inspiration, and a whole lot of enlightenment. And by the way, for you medical professionals, CMEs, they are available. So headlining this year, Dr. Neil Barnard will be there. Dr. Michael Greger will be speaking. Dr. Christy Funk will be in the house. Dr. Kim Williams. I love this guy. Dr. Kim Williams will be speaking as will our very own Dr. Jasmine Sardana and Dr. Vinita Rahman and Dr. Hanna Kaliova. All going to be presenting very interesting research and topics. And then Dr. Danielle Bellardo also will be on the program and be on the lookout too because we're going to be interviewing a ton of other speakers coming up dr david katz will be there dr alan desmond will be on the show as well as will dr martin heller so many great conversations coming your way so much education coming up icnm august 6th through 8th and you can head over right now to pcrm.org slash icnm to reserve your spot today and yes as i said there's a link to do that registration right in the episode notes right this minute as a matter of fact now then transformation When you are 420 pounds, you often feel like all hope is lost. You may feel like you can never lead a healthier life. You may feel as though you are trapped in that frame and there is nothing that you can do about it. And any solution that you may find will be only temporary. Josh Lajani knows this all too well. Once 420 pounds, Josh winds up going from being that couch potato to a marathon running machine. And his accolades and his remarkable turnaround landed him on the cover of Runner's World magazine. And as you will hear, Even though this was still a few years ago, he still gets choked up and emotional because of the accomplishment. Because being somebody who was that overweight, every morning, I can tell you from experience, you wake up and you pinch yourself. Is this really me? 
Is this still the new me? Did I finally conquer the obesity beast? And the answer to that question is yes. And in a lot of ways, that makes every day the best day of your life. And for Josh, that is indeed the case. And the morning that he got the call from Runner's World magazine was perhaps the best of the best. So we're going to be talking to him about his radical transformation and how he adopted a plant-based diet and then how that took him to the next level. And then, well, it's not just Josh that lost an incredible amount of weight, but it's his entire family who are now changing their health fortunes. They have all combined to lose just an immeasurable amount of weight. And down in Louisiana, where the obesity rate is as high as it is, the Lajani family are truly leading by example. And so it is with great pleasure that I welcome Josh Lajani back to the Exam Room Podcast. When you were still overweight, what was your diet like? Walk us through that. Very viscous. <laughs> it was very viscous. It was full of um, steaks and burgers. I would go right up the road and get a, 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 a double a cheeseburger pull boy regularly. Um, you know, so just exactly what you would try to eat to hurt your liver and hurt your heart and get as fat as possible it was my daily intake. You know, that was... And it was not just because it tasted delicious. It was because it was a family tradition. It's how we ate. We ate the best. Oh, if this tastes really good, I wonder how we can make it taste really, really good. We could put butter in that too and some tasso and fry some bacon and put on top. Like that was my life. It was all about maximum flavor, which means maximum fat all the time. And um, that's just how we lived. And what kind of health complications were you facing? 420 pounds. I resonate with that so very much. And I know how difficult life can be at that weight. What kind of challenges were you facing? I mean, you know, the normal, I mean, trying to go to a restaurant in a booth, that's a no go, you know, Mm -mm. trying to get on an airplane is a no go if my wife can't travel with me so we can put this, the, the armrest up between us and I can take about a third of her seat and get a seatbelt extension, all of those irritating things. But I was also starting to experience consistent um, hypertension as well. My doctor was starting to really get concerned because it had been a few visits in a row where I did have high blood pressure. My answer to that was to just stop visiting him so much at the time. Um, and, uh, um, but other than that, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't as far along down the heart disease path as say like my dad. Um, and I was just down, I was far down that obesity rabbit hole, but because so many people in this world are mildly cardiovascularly, uh, diseased, I just wasn't on anyone's radar yet, but there's no doubt that I was starting, um, to lay the groundwork for a, a terrible outcome. Like I've seen so many times in my family with cardiovascular, uh, disease. 
So when did the whole idea of plant-based eating enter your world? Because, uh, you know, for me, plant-based eating was as far from what I had been eating my entire life. And it's even probably further from what it was that you were just describing. When did this pop on your radar? It popped on my radar whenever I was wanting to become more of an athlete because I had I had tasted this running thing. And as I was losing weight, I I was introduced to running and I, was, I started to want to feel like an athlete again. So that to me in my mind meant I, I, I need to or want to be a better runner. And it sent me down that rabbit hole of reading about other successful runners. And I learned about Scott Jurek and Rich Roll and Brendan Brazier and all of these amazing athletes that that really inspired me to to take a real hard look at changing my diet. Maybe low carb isn't the way to go just because it has always traditionally helped me lose weight. And lo and behold, here we are. I make that shift because I didn't want to go back the way I had always gone back and slipped back into obesity. I said, let's make a shift. It's going to help my running. I've read these books. These guys are awesome athletes now. And let's do it for that. And then when I made the shift, all of the rest of the weight came off, which had never happened in my life. And here we are many, many years later, and it's still off. It's still gone. Um, that's been phenomenal. And it hasn't just helped me lose weight, but it's also helped me get my family on board to, to potentially sidestep a lot of those, those cardiovascular outcomes that we have seen in our family time and time again. And how is your dad doing? You you brought him up a couple of times now. How's he doing these days? I'm just, I'm amazed. He's cutting grass right now. I'm just completely <laughs> amazed by my dad. Um, he suffered a massive heart attack. I think it was in, in 2014. We almost lost him. He wasn't really on board with us food-wise. Um, and here in the last year, he's dropped 40 pounds. I think he finally gets it. He finally understands that the triple cheeseburger at Wendy's isn't doing him any good. It's not, you know, so he, I think he's finally given up on all of those things. He's dropping weight. He's coming off of meds. He's, you know, he's good. And that's, that's amazing to me. And it's really encouraging. You talked about almost wanting to shed a tear when you heard about all of those pre-existing conditions and the risk rate with those people. And my dad has COPD and cardiovascular disease and he's obese, right? He's been asthmatic my whole life. So all like he's just he's just such a prime candidate for this disease and to see him being smart about it and proactively taking the right steps is just very encouraging. You know, it's just very encouraging. And, and um, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm just extremely proud of him. As well, you should be. You're an inspiration for your entire family. We're going to talk about the family cookbook here in just a second. But first, Runner's World magazine, being on the cover of that is a huge deal. What were the emotions when you got that phone call and said, hey, mister, you used to be 420 pounds, but now you are the poster boy for running. What was that experience like for you? Oh, I'm surreal. It made me cry. It makes me want to cry right now. Um, who thinks that's possible? Who's audacious enough to think that that's possible in a human life? And to be able to feel it and be there in that moment and say, these people are proud of me. And like, they're going to put me on the cover of this world-renowned magazine. 
as a runner, not as not necessarily as a weight loss story. Although if you read deeper into the article, you can be introduced to that. But as a runner, not necessarily as a former fat guy, that was that was very impactful for me. Um, and it was life changing. It made me it made me feel like I can be somebody completely different. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing because change is so often looked at as a negative, right? And that experience with having my mind blown like that really helped me appreciate that wildly unimaginable change that seems completely alien to you in your homeland can actually be or is actually good for you. It's not something to recoil from like most of us do, especially in, in rural locales, right? Oh, yeah, man. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm super just so proud of you, you know, having taken that journey similarly, not to the cover of Runner's World, but, you know, in the talks that I give, I always tell people like that feeling of accomplishment that you get when you, you don't, don't just lose weight. You really take control of your health, something that you never thought was possible. And the coolest thing is that I don't care what age you are, you get to ask yourself, what do you want to be when you grow up? And for you, that was an athlete and you were acknowledged as such, not just a weight loss success story, but an athlete, a bona fide, honest to God runner. And that is the coolest thing in the entire world. Real quick, before we let you go, man, uh, you got a family cookbook out here, right? Uh, a couple of members of your family put together some old family recipes, right. but really, uh, to borrow a phrase, kicked it up a notch, took them to a whole other healthy level. Yes. we. So the food is such a big component of our family tapestry that to just walk away wholesale from everything we had ever known was a little daunting and scary. So as a, as a Cajun, you need gumbo during the fall. You need jambalaya. <laughs> like you need these things. And so my mom and my brother, who are really the cooks of the family, especially my brother, my brother has been the cook of the family since we were tiny. Um, he used to make hot dog and cheese sandwiches in the microwave and call it his recipes, right? That's what he would make <laughs> for us. But now he's got recipes for uh, uh, a plant-based jambalaya and just many, many other things, sauces and stuff that he's been working on. And him and my mom have collaborated and wrote it, written it all down. And my friend Howard has helped him bookify it and turn it into a cookbook and put it out into the world, right? So it's out there and we named it after my grandfather who taught us how to love food and cook and honestly drink way too much whiskey and say a lot of curse words as well. <laughs> but it was a phrase he used at the camp all the time when he would be drinking and he would cook something and it tasted amazing. He would say, I, I tell you what, that is pure ambrosia. And so <laughs> that's what we named the cookbook, Pure Ambrosia. And I am just enormously proud of my entire family. I get all of the I get all of the publicity, but but everyone should know that it's not just possible for a single individual. Um, entire family pods can flip their their health trajectory with these really simple changes. It seems daunting, but it's not. It's not if we approach with curiosity instead of instead of desperation. And collectively, they lost how much weight together? As a family, totally, we're over the thousand pound mark. Between my, my brothers lost over 200. My little sister's lost 100. My brother-in-law's lost 100. My mom's lost over 100. 
Um, that's just how we rolled. I mean, that's what our family is now. And, and yes, it's socially difficult. There's no, I make no bones about that. It is very socially difficult to live this way in this environment. Um, but we have each other and I think it just lends to the sustainability for our adhering to this protocol, um, as a family pod. Right. So in a lot of ways, that social isolation that comes with being a plant-based person in South Louisiana probably is really good for our tight-knit family fabric, if you will. Oh, man, a thousand pounds, a half a ton. That is just incredible, man. That I mean, you guys are all rock stars in my book. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm proud of them myself, bro. All right, so head over to Amazon.com to pick up that cookbook, Pure Ambrosia Lajani Family Traditions Recreated for Health and Longevity. Incredible recipes in there, man. I got to go make that gumbo this week, and that sounds absolutely extraordinary. Well, be patient and take your time with the roux now. Don't mess up the roux. <laughs> the secret comes out now. Josh Lajani, <laughs> thank you very much, my friend. Greatly appreciate your time. Thank, thanks for having me. It's an honor. All right, time now to open up the doctor's mailbag. And for that, we welcome Dr. Barnard back to the show. And Dr. Barnard, today's question comes to us from another gentleman who is looking to lose weight, gentleman by the name of Dale. He writes in, I drink at least three cans of diet soda every day and have for about 30 years. Recently, I've lost about 40 pounds, but can't seem to get beyond that. I still have about 20 pounds to go. So is soda the problem? Okay. Well, thanks for your question, Dale. Um, and first of all, pat yourself on the back. You've done great. You've already had terrific weight loss, but you're thinking, okay, I got 20 more pounds. I want to, want to lose. Could having three diet sodas a day, could that interfere? You know, in theory, it shouldn't matter, right? Because diet sodas either have no calories or, or very few calories because they don't put sugar in there. They put in, uh, something that it tastes like sugar, but, but isn't. In some cases, it's a mixture of a completely non-caloric sweetener and one that does have some calories. But surprisingly enough, even though the, the diet sodas shouldn't matter, they do seem to matter in a way, which is to say that when people stop consuming them, their blood sugars come down a little bit. And you do see people where their weight improves by not having diet soda anymore. So how could that be? If the diet soda has little or no little or nothing in the way of calories, how could it be that jettisoning, jettisoning it could really matter? What we think is happening is this, that when people are having the diet soda, it raises their appetite for food later. It increases the expectation for having sweet foods. When people break up with sodas, including the, non, uh, the, the non-caloric ones, what they seem to do is to just generally eat less. Their, their, their brain is in less overdrive to eat. And so why not uh, give it a try? Now, this doesn't mean that you have to forego drinks. Um, you can get pick up a bottle of, of fizzy water and Perrier and those kinds of things. They really do have zero calories. And because they're not sweet, people tend not to have that food drive revved up. Give it a try. See what happens. That interview originally aired on The Exam Room Live. That is our daily news show that we are doing on Facebook and YouTube, joined very often by Dr. Neil Barnard and other experts in the health community. If you haven't checked that out yet, I highly recommend that you do. That is noon Eastern, Monday through Friday on the Physicians Committee's Facebook and YouTube pages. And that show with Josh 
That was one of our most viewed episodes ever. And it's not hard to wonder why. It's so very clear. Because Josh has lost more than 200 pounds. Just changed his life like you would not believe. And is now inspiring so many others. And if you're interested in picking up the Lajani Family Cookbook, as I like to call it, you can do so. We've put a link to that in the episode notes below. And you can also head over there to check out a copy of Josh's book, Sick to Fit. And that, I do believe, may be absolutely free. F-R-E-E, my friends. You can't beat that price. So you can click the link to get that over in the episode notes as well. Just what an incredible story, right? How great is that? Don't you just love a great inspirational story? I could talk to him every single day. Like, Josh is the kind of guy that when you're feeling down, you just want to pick up the phone and be like, Hey man, I am having a really rough day. (laughs) Tell me your story. I say that with a smile, you know, because it's, it's impossible not to smile when you think about that so cool congratulations josh i am like just super super proud of you my friend and everything that you're accomplishing he's a good guy give him a follow on social media as well we put his twitter and instagram handles in the episode notes as well go ahead and give him a follow And real quick, before we get out of here, I also want to ask you to please also, if you ever have a nutrition-related question, something that's rolling around in the old noggin, go ahead and send that to us. We would love to try to get you an answer on the show. All you need to do is follow us on Twitter or Instagram, at Chuck Carroll WLC, good for both platforms, or at PCRM on Twitter or at physicians committee on instagram go ahead and send us your question just make sure that you use the hashtag exam room podcast we'll probably get you an answer on the live show if we can that's the goal we open up the doctor's mailbag there all the time get so much great questions and answers from all of our great experts including dr bernard and we've done Q&As with Dr. Gregor and, of course, the Fiber Queen, Lee Crosby. So we've got a lot of exciting shows still coming up. Send us in your questions. We will be answering new ones every single day on the show. Just make sure that when you send them, you use the hashtag ExamRoomPodcast. And that's going to do it for us today. I want to thank you again so very much for taking the time to join us. Don't forget to register for ICNM pcrm.org slash ICNM. Going to be a really great event. Check out the full lineup of speakers and the schedule August 6th through 8th. But that's then, and this is now. And right now, we are fresh out of time. My thanks again to Dr. Ted Barnett and Josh Lajani for joining us here on the show today. And for everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, stay safe, take a stand, and keep it plant-based. <laughs>